0: You were working for a, a mob boss, were you surprised that you got whacked? Because that's what they knew. I actually was quite surprised because I thought I'm leading the Russia investigation, even though our relationship was becoming strained, there's no way I'm gonna get fired or or whacked. Because why? Why wouldn't you get fired? Because that would be a crazy thing to do. Why would you fire the FBI director who's leading the Russia investigation? Because you're leading the Russia investigation. I don't know if you've dealt with mob bosses before, but they don't like to be investigated. Yeah.
1: So that's James Comey on Stephen Colbert last night. I was just watching a little bit of it, and um, it's all so strange. So Colbert introduces him. He walks out. Crowd cheers like crazy. Crowd of presumably Hillary slash Bernie voters. Be, yeah, you know, beyond presumably Colbert, he had his special show lined up on Election Night. Remember, he was going to do a long show celebrating Hillary being president, and then they had to whoops change gears. He did a live show special on HBO or Showtime or whatever it was. Then he had to switch gears, and and people were crying, and he got all serious and everything like that. I mean, he was really into the whole Hillary thing, mm-hmm. and so now a guy who you could easily argue caused his hillary to lose
2: certainly a,
1: a big role and, and democrats have hated cheered like crazy because he's saying mean things about trump and then aside from that just the whole
0: uh
1: head of the fbi thinks the current president is unfit and the way we now handle that in this country is he writes a for-profit book and goes on entertainment shows and tells jokes yeah that's a- just so strange. After
2: yeah. That's so strange yeah uh, yeah the whole you know, thing
1: is just weird. yeah,
2: it's, boy, it's it's wild to watch societies change over time. Uh, you know, it, it reminds me a little bit. I heard somebody talking about how incredibly inappropriate it is to write a kiss and tell, as they described it a tell all book. Tearing down the current administration, et cetera, et cetera. Some of you might think it's it's appropriate because the danger is so real, et cetera. Well, I, I'm willing to have that discussion,
1: but probably I think it's, it's patriotic, right? It's it's although in, I think it'd be a way more patriotic to come out and, and and address the press because you're so concerned than to wait until you get your book lined up and your your sweet deal and <laughs> negotiate the best interview and all that sort of stuff.
2: But at any rate, it is highly, highly. Uh, 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 Out of the norm it's unprecedented that an FBI director would do this in this way and and with this timing But I was thinking about the fact that for the entirety of its existence With no exceptions if you were a Navy SEAL you did your job You kept your secrets you and fellow SEALs would probably get together for the rest of your life But you, you did not blab about being a Navy SEAL that was part of the sacred trust now everybody writes a book. There are a couple more Navy Seals out with books. I saw the publicity stuff come across our desks, talking about Navy SEALing and who who put a bullet in whose head. Sure, and, and you have a website sneak it up on beaches, and the rest and you of
1: have it. your own uh, brand of clothing <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And you probably lead leadership seminars and the rest of it. And
2: so that's a cultural change, you know. And, and a great deal has been made of you know particularly younger generations and their need to publish everything and be heard and show off and look at me, look at me. I want to be famous. Um, And so the Comey thing fits into that context. Yeah. What was unthinkable 30 years ago is now done by somebody who at one time enjoyed near universal uh, respect in D.C.
1: And of course, obviously, Donald Trump has changed what presidents say and do in ways that are... Who would have ever guessed? Right,
2: right. And he is of this time, too. Sure. Even as he pushes this time to be something new, so... Chicken, egg, Trump, et cetera, um, in short. Now, we're going to talk about the Starbucks thing, um, the intriguing question. Why is the, it called a, a
1: tall? N- no, although instead that of a small.
2: certainly deserves discussion. This is about the uh, The,
1: the tall is actually the littlest <clears throat> coffee. I mean, come on. The blackfellas being
2: tossed out of the Starbucks in Philadelphia and getting arrested in that controversy, and, and they pose the uh, rather intriguing question, who decides Who's a customer and who's a trespasser? And how do you decide that? So we'll talk to a reporter from the WAPO about that in a moment or two. Speaking of the Trump administration, we haven't talked about this just because there's so much to talk about these days. But the Nikki Haley flap, are
1: you following that at all? She's the attractive uh, UN ambassador? Yeah, exactly. Former, Former governor of South Carolina? S- exactly. Yeah. And, Indian uh, heritage? Yeah.
2: And she uh, could well be uh, looking at the big spot or the veep spot someday down the line. She's rumored in those ways, if you don't know her act. But anyway, um, she was on the Sunday show. Sweet Haley doing her act. What? Why? What, what? She was uh, talking to Dana Perino on the Fox News. Oh, I'm sorry. I've jumped ahead. She was doing CBS's Face the Nation and talking about how, um, and she said this in front of the UN, too, that we're going to impose new sanctions on Russia because of the gas attack. And then the White House starts walking it back and saying, no, 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 we're not going to, we're not ready to. We might, but we don't know. And then they were asked the obvious question, well, what the hell was Nikki Haley talking about? And the White House came out... And characterized, this is, um, uh, who was on the, uh, well, Larry Kudlow was one of the people talking out talking about it. And he said, yeah, she uh, we have additional sanctions that are under consideration but haven't been determined. Uh, Ms. Haley got ahead of the curve. She's done a great job. She's a very effective ambassador. There might have been some momentary confusion about that. Now, Haley has come back because she is legendarily buttoned up. She is not Donald Trump. She is classic, got her stuff together before she opens her mouth. and she's no way to run your life. <laughs> she said, quote to Dana Perino on Fox News, with all due respect, I don't get confused. So what happened was, and and the word is, she has a direct line to Trump. She talks to him a lot. The somewhat chaotic Trump administration... Whether it was the president himself, probably not, but somebody else, the national security team, told her, yeah, we're ready to go with these new sanctions. We're going to implement them, believing that's what the president wanted. But then the president saw her talking about him and said, no, 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 we don't don't want to do that yet. And so the administration rushed out and said, no, 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 we don't want to do that yet. Nikki was confused. But Nikki is a proud woman. And said, no, I wasn't. So evidently what this is is just an example of... The Trump administration being somewhat less than disciplined, which is not exactly shocking. But I got to admit, and you Trump bashers out there, you're going to love me saying this. But I got to admit, announcing new sanctions on Russia, then having to pull them back because nobody's quite sure whether something's been approved or not. That's not good. And old General Kelly's got to crack the whip or something.
1: Because that's, that's not good. It's floundering. Yeah, and I don't blame uh, Nikki Haley for, um, for for speaking out and saying I was not confused. Yeah, do not hang me out to dry, Cudlow. Don't put this on me. You
2: loose-tied old man. He doesn't cinch his tie up through his neck, which is a Joe move. Neither do I. Um, I often leave that top button unbuttoned and just pretend it's buttoned by pulling the tie up. Because? It's more comfortable. Hmm. And I have an enormous Adam's apple. <laughs> more an Adam's cantaloupe than an apple. Uh-huh. No, it's just more comfortable.
1: <laughs> Why am I wearing a tie anyway? It's hard. it's hard to imagine. I make jokes about the news for a living. Why are you making me wear a tie? So Mattis wanted to get congressional approval before he struck Syria, and Trump overruled him. I appreciate Mattis saying that. I'm yeah. glad to know that sentiment is not dead in the Capitol. Yeah, he pushed for congressional approval, and Trump said no. So
2: some uh, blackfellers got booted out of Starbucks in Philadelphia, got arrested. Turns out they're just waiting for a friend. Was it racism? What's going on? Starbucks is going crazy. Now all of Starbucks are closing. They're virtue signaling as fast as they can. We'll talk to uh, Tracy Jan from the WAPO about race and
1: companies and trespassing and the rest of it. They're going to close for a couple hours a long time from now to train. I, I don't want to have that be misheard. I don't want to affect Starbucks stock prices. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation. nation.
0: Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions. So they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an offer. Lot of coffee in Brazil I she this sort of songwriting. You can't get cherry yeah. soda the song right <laughs> the topical song you know does this
1: kind of singing is uh Seth McFarlane yeah he's into this kind of music of
0: coffee in Brazil The
1: Armstrong and Getty show a couple no of things tea. we got coming up on the program that we got to oh, get to well, just real up. quick nice job Michael I love this man Way to get creative. Supreme Court's uh, really arguing about whether or not we ought to have to pay taxes on everything we buy online, no matter where the business is, because currently I think a lot of us buy stuff that's out of state because you save yourself 10% or whatever your state taxes are, and that might go away. So uh, stay tuned for that combo. And there was another uh, decision made, and
2: uh, something, I think it was Neil Gorsuch said, uh, gave... Tim Lawyer, Tim Sandifer, uh ecstasy. He was super, super happy to hear it. He thinks it's incredibly important.
1: On which topic? Um, I think it, it had to do with, it was an immigration case, but it okay. had to
2: do with the uh, substantive due process.
1: That's the one that Gorsuch joined with the liberals on? Yeah, and, and
2: maybe we ought to see if Tim can talk, but because uh, I, I agree with him completely on the topic. Uh, but on a different topic entirely, back to coffee, which uh, Michael so brilliantly set up, the Starbucks arrests in Philadelphia, the resultant controversy, etc. Intriguing headline in the Washington Post this morning. Starbucks arrests. Who gets to... to, to mm, you know, it's intriguing if you say it correctly. Who gets to decide whether you're a patron or a trespasser? And one of the folks who uh, worked on this article is Tracy Jan of the Washington Post, who joins us now. Hi, Tracy.
3: Hi, thanks for having me.
2: Oh, it's, it's our pleasure. So, for folks who didn't follow the story, as I understand it, a couple of African-American gents, uh, grown men were in Starbucks waiting for a third friend. One of them asked to use the bathroom. They were told only customers get to use the bathroom. Do we have any idea what happened then? I mean, there wasn't violence or anything. Did anybody scream obscenities? or Has anybody reported that?
3: There was no violence, no obscenities. They just sat and waited for their friend and didn't use the bathroom. It was a business associate that they and were trying to meet. But
2: they said, no, we're not leaving.
3: Right. The- okay manager then asked them to leave because they had not bought anything and they said we are waiting for a business associate for a meeting which many people do when you go to a
2: coffee shop sure Sure. and 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 you might wait to order yeah perfectly reasonable and so they got arrested and dragged out and it's a a terrible terrible publicity for starbucks which tries to be a very progressive company
1: well who got arrested the
2: the the, The two fellows who were waiting for their friend
1: they were arrested for what was this official charge
3: quote trespassing
1: Right, because they Cause, refuse to leave. I don't know. I've never understood these, these rules. I've never understood them. So does does this, does any business, can they tell you to leave if they want to? I mean, they, they have the signs that say re, we have the right to refuse service to anyone. But do they actually? Can they tell yeah. me to leave? They can. Yes,
3: businesses can tell you to leave. And
1: if I don't leave, the police will take me out of there?
3: If you don't leave, they have every right to call the police. The police have to show up because they're called. But the police don't have to arrest you. They can come and figure out what's going on and either ask you to leave again or they can allow you to stay <laughs> or, or in this case they arrested them.
2: And I'm assuming because I haven't heard anything to the contrary the contrary that these fellas were um they were behaving in every way respectably and they understood that what was going on was uncool and so they said no we're not leaving unless you arrest us which is you know having some uh, courage with your convictions I and I I, I
3: don't, had, I don't know if they threatened they I don't know if they said we're not leaving until they arrest us the People who were around there filming had said they did not hear them say or do anything out of the ordinary. And even when they were being arrested, they were very passive. You know, there have been so many incidents in the news of incidents getting out of control when police unjustly stop or arrest somebody and they end up dead. So they were very, they just walked out in handcuffs and we're what we're bail.
2: getting at though is it did the coppers say fellas you got to go and they refused to leave as kind of a, a, a yes. quiet
3: protest or something like that uh, i don't know what was going through their mind but the cop did say you have to go and this yeah. becomes
1: a national go. story or a national starbucks problem why i mean as a starbucks goer i would like a lot more people kicked out of starbucks because <laughs> they take all the tables and they just sit there with their one cup of coffee all day long in their laptop but in general how did this one become such a big deal
3: well, it's not just a Starbucks story. It's a, na- it's a national story of what it's like to be black in America, trying to meet a friend for coffee, trying to shop, trying to eat dinner. I mean, it's, these are what one activist was calling the, um, the cost of being black in America, um, just the unconscious biases that you have to encounter every day. We spoke with one lawyer in Philadelphia. He works in Rittenhouse Square, he used to live near there. Which Who is said, a very
2: you know, high-end living and shopping area of Philly, from what I understand.
3: Right, and yeah. he's, when he's dressed in his three-piece suit, no problem. But on the weekends when he's going out to play, there's a lot of bars and restaurants in the area. He's in his dress-down jeans, Timberlands. The service workers, he says, don't tell, can't discern a difference between a professional African-American and a homeless person, um, and he just is frequently seen through. And it's a story I hear over and over again about people looking past you because they don't recognize you as an individual.
2: Well, I thought it was interesting. One person you quoted in the story always puts on a collared shirt to run errands, uh, a black man, just because that seems to help.
3: Right, collared shirt, or when you're you're checking out of a store, they say, do you want a receipt or a bag? Many of us say, no, we'll save the environment. You know, we don't need a receipt. A lot of black people I know, they get that receipt. (laughs) They ask for that plastic bag and pay 10 cents for it.
1: So are the police in any trouble for arresting the guys?
3: The police um, commissioner said they were doing their jobs. They, are, they, they have to respond when they're, when a business calls them. Right, responding, did. I get but they
1: didn't have to arrest him, as you said earlier.
3: Right. The police chief, the police commissioner has said that he regrets what happened. So um, he wishes the police trouble, would have showed up
1: and said they haven't done anything wrong, they can stay.
3: Uh, or just resolved it in another way that did not resolve, result in arrest, but we, we should point out that this area of Philadelphia it has the highest dis- it's like the most disproportionate area for black people being stopped by police compared to any other part of the city. So only three percent of the residents there are African American, but they account for sixty seven percent of the pedestrian stops by police. most of the wow. don't result in an arrest. Yeah, those are statistics by the ACLU. They've been monitoring this for eight years because they had sued the city over this issue.
2: You know, one question yeah. we'll always get from listeners, so I'm going to ask it is, uh, what percentage of the crimes in the area are committed to black, by black that people?
3: It's a very good question. They could not break that down for me quickly yesterday yeah. for that area, but it's, low, it's not as much crime as in other parts of the city. So, for, according to the ACLU, it's still disproportionate. However, the city attorneys and the police would say they've— been monitoring this issue um, for years and uh, because of the lawsuit. The number of pedestrian stops have been cut in half by 50 percent ever since the new mayor and police commissioner uh, took charge in 2016. But the racial um, disparities are still there, and the experts disagree over why.
2: Well, listen, Tracy Jan of The uh, Washington Post, uh, there are a lot of activist organizations and ideas that we don't like in terms of race and activism, et cetera, around here. But I tell you what, unless we all talk to each other and listen to each other and share experiences and try to understand each other's lives, we're never going to have that you know, productive conversation about race. So we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us.
3: Thank you very much.
2: It's our pleasure. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's complicated. And I just I get tired of the yelling back and forth, maybe because I've heard it for so many years. Um, I believe these young professionals in these stories – talking about running errands and going into restaurants and the rest of it in the neighborhood and the way they get treated, the way they perceive they get treated. Sometimes we perceive things inaccurately, but, you know, I got to take their word for it for now. But then the next step in the conversation is what we were talking about before. Why would a white shopkeeper who has every interest in pleasing every single customer act like that? Let's go ahead and have that difficult conversation. How much of their perception is real how much of their perception is faulty how much crime is there what is their personal experience with black people et cetera, et cetera. you know it's a it's a difficult conversation to have in the current era but I think it's a it's a good
1: one if uh, let's just even assume for the sake of the argument that this particular Starbucks employee is it was it a manager or was it just a barista? manager it was the manager yeah but this particular Starbucks employee. For purely racist reasons, kick these dudes out of here. Mm -hmm. Does that cause the whole company to have to shut down and have meetings all across the nation? No. Actually, the fact that... Well, I think she may have quit.
2: But the fact that they fired her would seem to indicate that she was an outlier and a weirdo and not Starbucks material.
1: Mm -hmm. My wife was a barista, so... I Mm -hmm. know. Want to get
2: her on the air live? Disguise her voice.
0: (laughs) What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we're learning more about the Trump UN and North Korean summit that's coming up. Yes, President is tweeting about porn star Stormy Daniels this morning. Oh boy! And the IRS is giving you and Comey, right? Yes, and the Comey and the IRS is giving you an extra day to file. We think. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I wish
1: I'd have known. I would have waited one more day to send him my giant check because I like to hold on to it to the last minute. Well, you think. If you think wrong, you go to jail. <laughs> You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. I got a cold. Mm. My brain's working about half, of, half as fast as it usually uh, does. Wow. I wonder that, if that's, that's related. It, it is related. Doesn't everybody feel that way when they have a cold? I haven't even taken any cold medicine, and just my brain is just. Fogged up by mucus or something. Someday science will figure that out. Diverts blood flow from your frontal lobe to your
2: nasal passages or something. It's something like that. Let's get
0: the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, White House officials have cleared up some confusion over just when CIA Director Mike Pompeo traveled to North Korea for that meeting with Kim Jong-un. President Trump tweeted yesterday that the meeting took place last week as preparations are underway for what would be a historic summit. Two White House officials, though, speaking in the condition of anonymity, confirmed that the trip took place over Easter weekend and not last week as Trump had tweeted. So it was a week and a half ago? Are we serious with this? Are you serious with this, Marshall? Yes!
2: This is the liberal media trying to find the least minute little detail of the Trump administration's brave courageous attempt to bring peace to the Korean Peninsula.
0: Meanwhile, And now, Armstrong and Getty attack their beloved newsman. Meanwhile, the president is saying five locations for the summit are being considered. Most likely would be locations along the border with both North and South Korea, or they're talking about a U.S. Navy ship stationed off the Korean Peninsula. Mm. Those are the locations they're pondering right now. The DMZ seems like a good idea, doesn't it? Or something like that? Of course, work. it's a little bare.
2: It's a little, you know, metal chair, flat table.
1: I like it on a, on a ship. That seems like a good idea.
0: Meanwhile, President Trump is saying porn actress Stormy Daniels is pulling a Total Con job by promoting an artist's sketch of a man she says threatened her to keep silent about an alleged sexual encounter with Trump years ago. Daniels uh, says the uh, sketch is of the man who menaced her and her young daughter and warned her in 2011 to stay quiet. Her lawyer, Michael Annavetti, presented the sketch and an offer of an increased reward on The View yesterday.
2: We're offering a $100,000 reward for information leading to the identification of this man. (laughs) Um, And if people go to idthethug at gmail.com, they can send us the information. This is hilarious. We used to refer to this as the and an elephant clause in contracts. Uh, Over something that's never going to happen, they can offer a hundred thousand dollar award for the information leading to the arrest of this person who doesn't exist, or a million, or ten million dollars, whatever. That's fine. That's great publicity. This Avenatti is really smart. Uh, On the other hand, uh, did you say that the leader and protector of the free world is reacting to every twist and turn on this story? Yes. You'd think he'd be a tad busy.
1: Yeah. Trump having between Syria, North Korea. You'd think he'd be busy.
0: Yeah, Trump having none of it. His tweet this morning, a sketch years later about a non-existent man, a total con job playing the fake news media for fools, but they know it. End of tweet.
1: You know, I've, uh, I've been obsessed with Watergate for the last couple of weeks, watching these uh, documentaries about Watergate That's for some reason. But anyway, they had a clip of Nixon. This is like halfway through the investigation. in
2: Mojo or Richard?
1: Richard Nixon. Huh. And he's doing uh, something in the Rose Garden with a bunch of reporters. And somebody asked him a question about Watergate. And he said, this everyday questions about Watergate, when we've got these issues to deal with, and he names off China and taxes and various things that all presidents do. And every night, people are subjected to, they go home and they watch the news in this endless news cycle of the first 13 minutes of the evening news being dedicated to this every single evening. And I thought, that's just so interesting and quaint yeah he felt like this onslaught of media coverage that was the one half right. hour of news every night having a news story about watergate was just more than the people could bear mm. compared to the now every channel 24 hours a day twitter it just never stops i mean what a what a different way to uh, to envelop somebody in scandal
0: and the president
1: had another Twitter target this morning. I mean, all the president back then would have had to done to take in all the coverage, all the broadcast right. coverage, would have been to watch three channels right. for a few minutes. And uh. they
0: made a big deal about it when a president would have three TVs set uh-huh. up in the office with the three networks on at the same time. There is watching all the newscasts, all of them at once. Meanwhile, Trump tweeted this morning from his Mar-a-Lago resort, writing, Slippery James Comey, the worst FBI director in history, was not fired because of the phony Russia investigation, where, by the way, there was no collusion except by the Dems. Trump has been on the Twitter warpath as James Comey's media blitz continues. Does anybody even hear those anymore? Go in either direction? The various
2: jibes? Jabs? Yeah. Mm, I don't think so. It's somewhat amusing, I guess.
0: And a tweet in which Fresno State English professor Randa Jara cursed and called former First Lady Barbara Bush, who died last night at 92, an amazing racist who raised a war criminal, is bringing a lot of attention to the school from around the state and beyond. A professor tw- tweeting out, Barbara Bush was a generous and smart and amazing racist who, along with her husband, raised a war criminal. Expletive. Out of here with your nice words.
1: Okay, we get the war criminal part. She thought the Iraq war was wrong, but what's the racist part?
0: I have looked around. I have not seen any background on that. She has not
1: explained or uh,
0: expanded on that point. Mm -mm. University president says uh, she sent the tweet as a private citizen, and it's contrary to the school's core values, but she is a private citizen. The school has respect for people with different points of view. She went on to say,
2: if you'd like to know what it's like to be an Arab-American Muslim-American woman, with some cloud online expressing an opinion, look at the racists going crazy in my mentions right now. What I love about being an American professor is my right to free speech, and what I love about Fresno State is that I always feel protected and at home here. Go Bulldogs!
1: Mm. So uh, the uh, the university says she's a private citizen, right. and gets to say what she wants. Right. Now, if a university professor called Barack Obama a, a, a baby murderer because he's Pro-choice. Would they still feel like a private citizen gets to say what they want? Uh, uh,
2: perhaps. Don't perhaps. Know. Maybe Although not. The uh, the university did say that uh, they uh, distanced themselves, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And um, what did they say about, uh, the, the, about Barbara Bush? They said something very nice about her. On behalf of Fresno State, I extend my deepest condolences right. to the Bush family on the loss of our former First Lady Barbara Bush. That's the president, Joseph Castro. Who may or may not be a Cuban communist.
0: And that's this week's Fresno State in the News. We'll see you next Wednesday. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. Squeeze the bird.
2: I have one Fresno State experience. I went to uh, that fine school to see my beloved fighting Illini get beat on the football field. And uh, some drunk idiot was jawing at us and yelling at us. And all the Fresno State fans told them to shut up and let these guys enjoy the game. I found it very charming. Nice shout out. Go Bulldogs indeed. Got a bit of an a-hole teaching English there, but what are you going to do?
0: Uh,
1: there's a loud cry from the tourist industry to clean up San Francisco's streets. Why? Why is that? Because people come to visit on vacation and have to walk through human poo? When they're not afraid, they're smeared with excrement? Is that why? Why? <laughs> Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation.
4: someone. Her name's Blue.
0: You met someone? How'd you meet someone?
4: Uh, I was somewhere and she was there too. It's not that unusual, really.
0: (laughs) So let me get this straight. While I have been picking up kids' clothes, dealing with meltdowns, cleaning up vomit, you're dating a crayon?
1: David returned to Roseanne last night. I have not watched that episode in which he announces to Melissa Gilbert that he has met someone else. What do you mean met someone else? I was somewhere and she was there too. (laughs) The way the whole meeting thing happens. That's not a good answer. No time to be sarcastic. (laughs) Okay. what I would say. All right. Um, It is a comedy. We're in a comedy, you know. That's true. It is a comedy. So you got this uh, tennis player at University of Portland, who got booted off the tennis team the other day for his sexually suggestive speech. His name is, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong, Gotham Sundaram. He's a senior at Portland, and they were having the university's fifth annual Wally Awards. It's the year-end sports banquet, right? You ever play any sports at the end of the year, you give out awards for most valuable, most improved, funniest, whatever. Best spirit. Exactly. He introduced himself by saying uh he was going to open up and get real and make the stage his locker room.
2: Yes! I like the tone of
1: this. Then his speech another cocktail over here. Then his speech <laughs> detailed his sexual pursuits during the last four years, for some reason. And explicitly stated that his main goal throughout college was not academic or even athletic, but sexual, and to get white women to sleep with brown men. <laughs> <laughs> Little honesty. So far so good. <laughs> Uh, the uh, school has reacted poorly, and of course that's why he has uh, been kicked off the team. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, he at one point said, go brown and turn your frown upside down, he <laughs> said repeatedly during his speech. Wow. And his and ongoing what's... efforts to get white women to sleep with brown men like himself. What sort of a uh, feller is he, uh, ethnically speaking? Do we know? Indian? Okay. Sundaram went on to claim that yeah, his that teammates... He went on to claim that his teammates had sex more frequently than he did. Especially his French counterparts telling the audience, Go French and get your panties drenched. Oh, Lord. This hey. is in whoa, his speech.
2: Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Nobody approves of it. That's why he's been kicked off the team. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: That's Frank talk. <laughs>
1: He uh, recalled how his parents met in India and their subsequent immigration to the United States and how the family's journey would be worth it if he could hook up with a white girl, he said. Jiminy, this, uh, this lad's got no filter. He went on to say, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I wonder if he's thinking, this is what I wanted to do. I knew I'd get kicked off the team. Right. It was worth it. Man, I can I'm tired it of tennis anyway. Or did he actually think this would fly Golf somehow? Golf looks fun. He referenced Gandhi during his remarks, saying that the Indian leader didn't la- fast for 20 days so that he could get... To go America and not sleep with white women. What the hell? I'm thinking, well, just... Uh, so religious that's... texts are often open to interpretation. <laughs> <coughs> good point, Sean. So there you go. So good on you, Portland State University, for kicking off the tennis team. He is not really Portland State tennis material. Really? I can't decide what I think about this. I can't either. Can't you just cut off the mic or something and calm down?
2: Eww, Let them whack tennis balls yeah. back and forth. Everybody's going to be... Okay. See, that's the thing. That is wildly out of line. And this is this is the test. We have this in our legal system, which we used to work better than, than it does now. But here's the test. Is everybody going to be Okay. And no, you don't get to claim, well, I felt threatened, I, I need a safe space. It uh, it led to verbiage that led to attitudes that lead to other attitudes that may lead to violence. No, that doesn't count. Is everybody okay after this guy talked about his uh, uh, apparently unending tail hunt? Yeah, everybody's fine. So why do you got to go crazy? Why do you got to kick him off the team? Have a word with him. Tell him you're never going to get in a mic in front of a mic again etc. But no, you got to act all aggrieved. I mean, that's way over the line. Mm. That's stupid, dude. That's Because I presume there were women, young and old there.
1: and Or was it a bunch of guys who play tennis, in which case it was probably fine. But either way, even if my grandma had been there, my sainted grandma. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you this
2: yet, but my mom fell and really got hurt bad yesterday and is in the hospital. Well, oh, it's awful. It's awful. Anyway, um, even if my, well, my sainted mother had been there, she'd be fine. She's raised three kids. She've, she's lived a life. A little panty talk is not going to, like, drive her into the insane
1: asylum. God, everybody's just so anxious to be aggrieved these days. Time's up, Joe. <sighs> All right, fine. Um, Sean, can you give me one <laughs> sentence? French, French, that's just so wrong. Can you give me one sentence? No, not that. Probably not. One not very long sentence. One on, simple, declarative, Hemingway-esque sentence. On what the television show Westworld is, because I'm coming across a lot of critics saying you got to watch Westworld. Uh, and it's coming back.
4: Westworld is an extreme example of... AI technology
1: oh, right. to where it is. I knew there was a reason yeah. I was intrigued by Westworld. So it's all about where things could go with artificial intelligence. Essentially and it's supposed to be really great. So
4: the first season it's set in kind of western times but it's a, it's a Disneyland staffed entirely by robots that act and behave like real people and you can you can be an outlaw, you can get involved in orgy like you can do whatever you want. It's the limits are only your imagination. It's an adult playland, it's but not meant it for kids.
2: Like, but is it like Fantasy Island where you end up <laughs>
4: learning a valuable
2: life Fantasy lesson
1: back Island. in the 70s no, you, or no, none of that. It, where
2: where do the plot points come Have from? Have
1: you ever seen Fantasy Island, Sean? You're too young for it. it no. Oh, man, you should catch an episode sometime. What so people would show. pay a lot of money to
2: go to this fantasy island where Mr. Rourke <laughs> and his little midget pal would greet plane, you. The oh, Plane,
1: boss! The Plane! That's right. That. Herve Villachez. Right, yeah.
2: And they would, uh, they would then put on... They would on greet them in white suits. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Well, it reflects the sun there in the tropics, but anyway. So then, your fantasy would be: I've always wanted to be a fighter pilot, or a, uh, or a king, or a lord, or a whatever. And they would build that fantasy for you, but it would always week after week, week turn out like terrifying and incredibly disturbing. <laughs> But you'd end up live, uh, learning a very valuable life lesson, and in spite of your terror, physical torture, etc., you'd be grateful to Mr. Rourke and his little pal yes. for putting on
1: the show. You would then say to Ricardo Maltabon and the little person, you know what? I like my regular life better. You've taught me a valuable lesson.
2: That's right. I should go back to my wife and children. Thank you, Mr. Rourke.
1: Thank you. And then with his rich Corinthian leather skin and his little person <laughs> next to him, they would <laughs> smile knowingly into the sunset. I knew he would enjoy it, boss.
0: <laughs> Smiles. Everyone smiles. I am a man who appreciates the finer things in life.
1: There My you mind. go. <laughs> Fantasy Island, a stupid show. So we've lost the thread. Westworld's about AI. That's fine. That's all I needed to know. Maybe I'll check that out. Because I am fascinated by AI. A number of people recommended that TV show and a couple of books that have been written that are supposed to be good examples of where things could go with this artificial intelligence. And soon. Yeah, right. That, that, that so easily could be the dominant thing in America in a few years. In all kinds of horrifying and pleasurable ways. I don't think it will
2: make the populace more aware, more involved, pay more attention to the government and what they're doing. No. Um, I think quite the opposite. I think we're heading straight into Brave New World. Read it, Aldous Huxley. Come on now. You've read it, haven't you? Read it twice.
4: So, but, like, somebody falls in love with the robot gal or something, and then they break up? What's yes. the, what are the plots like? Well, no, that's part of it. That's part of the problem where the critics, the criticisms of the show is that it's it's high on action, it's low on plot. Uh, uh, they, it was mm. put together almost like a puzzle, and it wasn't nearly as cleverly put together as they thought a lot of people. Is
1: there f- a little person on it? No. Like Fantasy Island? No. Not even no, one? I don't, I don't believe so, Game no. of Thrones got one. I don't know if they were keeping score. I'll be damned. Not sure that played a role. It's just we got on that Fantasy Island jag for a while, and (laughs) I've got that in my head. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.